0: Welcome back to another episode of the Resellers Mindset Podcast. My name is Mike, also known as the Used Book Guy on YouTube, along with my friend and fellow full-time reseller, Johnny B. We help people start and grow their reselling businesses from the ground up. We also have a weekly Zoom call and private Discord for all YouTube members. Head on over to youtube.com backslash Guy to join the channel and gain access to the full-length podcast, Zoom call, and private Discord today. Let's get into this week's episode. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the first episode of the Resellers Mindset Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm a full-time media seller on Amazon and eBay. I'm here with Johnny B. He is also full-time on Amazon and eBay. Today's first episode, since it's the first episode, right, it's only fitting that we basically start from the beginning here. So the topic's going to be where to start when it comes to selling on eBay and Amazon. So I'm more seasoned in eBay Johnny B, he's a lot more seasoned. Wait, no, I I already got it wrong, right? It's the other way around, right? <laughs> I'm more seasoned in Amazon. He's more seasoned in eBay. So I guess uh you want to go first here with eBay? I mean, I'll let you kind of lead the way with eBay and then I'll kind of you know chime in as we uh as we just jump into eBay. You know, where do you start? There's a million different ways you can start, you know, you hear it all the time.
1: Well, I always like to start with the money. First thing you're gonna to wanna to do is you wanna set up your own business account at whatever financial institution you deem fit. Cause mixing your personal money with your business money, though you can do it, you're gonna save yourself a lot of headache, especially come tax season if you separated them out. Uh, and again, with evolving the money, I would also go ahead and set yourself up your PayPal account if you don't already have it uh, and link it to your bank account. That way you can funnel money a lot easier and if you decide to pay for your stamps on eBay, uh, you can attach a card to PayPal, which will then eat into the credit card you want to use or the debit card you want to use. Um, so then then you can sign up for a PayPal account. But first, I w- I would stick your fingers on the money.
0: I am guilty of that, right? So when I started on eBay, I didn't have separate accounts. So it's... I, I, I successfully did it, but you're right. It's like 100% more pain in the head, pain in the, in the butt when it comes to trying to keep, you know, track of your expenses and everything like that, especially when it comes to taxes and just in general, understanding, you know, how much money is coming back to you. It's easier if you have an overall picture. Um, If you have a separate account, so you exactly can see now I have, you know, I have Citizens Bank. That's my bank. So I have my main account, and then I have my reselling account. So I know exactly what's going in. You know, I basically call it my eBay card. Right? It's uh, my eBay account, my eBay card, and that makes everything a lot easier just to track. You see how much you're getting back out of it, and uh, it just makes everything easier. And I think that's a good thing to like hit on, like right off the beginning, is you want to be set up for success from the beginning, right? An extra bank account. You know, it's not going to cost you nothing. You can walk into your bank where you have your normal checking savings account and they'll open up another account for you. It's not like there's a rolling fee or anything, at least with my bank and my experience. It might be different. mine's a little bit
1: different. I do get a ten dollar month fee for a business account. Unless I spend a thousand dollars or more, that fee gets waived for the month. But my, I live in a small town, so it's the small bank. I'm sure larger banks, they don't do that nonsense, or they may have something similar. I don't know. I don't live in a bigger city to experiment with that. But that's just my experience.
0: Well, and you can write off that ten bucks, twenty bucks, whatever exactly. it is a month. It's a write so,
1: off. It's a business account expense, one hundred percent.
0: So I mean, that's just less than taxes you're going to pay. But I, I think that's good. You know, kind of to, uh, to start out on the right track, right? Have everything separate from, you know, maybe people are doing this part time. Um, and they're like, you know, you have your your paycheck from your job. You wanna have that separate from your, you know, your side hustle, especially with the new, you know, tax rules where if you make six hundred bucks, you know, you're gonna get a ten ninety nine and you're gonna to have to prove your expenses. So if you if you're reselling, you're gonna make six hundred dollars in a year. I promise you, no matter how lazy you are and you know, how little you do, six hundred dollars can just be one item you find at a thrift store and sell. I mean that's just that's just the way it works so i think that's good to start out you know right you have a separate account you know you kind of can work from there but you start out on the right track with your expenses and um so yeah so i mean i guess that kind of leads us into if you do you need money to start selling on ebay and amazon it's a loaded question by the way because i have an answer
1: my answer would be no you don't need to, but you could go faster, I guess would be my counter argument with some money, but you don't need it. You can still go to the library to use the computer and even take the public transportation, But or no, walk, bicycle. There you go. You can do it 100% free. Public library and a bicycle. There you go.
0: So I, the thing I was going to hit on was you really don't need any money because you can sell all the stuff you got laying around your house that you don't use anymore. Right. Or, you know, maybe you have three jackets and, you know, you don't need three coach jackets or, you know, North face pullovers, sell two of them. So I think, uh, I think that's a, you know, somewhere where more people need to start. Right. Because we all have too much stuff at the end of the day. Right. I can admit to it. I got, you know, tub, tubs full of collectibles sitting under the bed that you know, if I had to start back from nothing, or if I if I ever hit you know rock bottom and I had to you know come up with rent, you know that stuff you would sell, right? So you know it's not a necessity in life. So I would say you know I agree. If you want to go fast, you need capital. But if you want to go smart and kind of see what you can turn nothing into, you don't need any money to start. You just you're going to need that account. You're going to list a few things, and uh, you're gonna you're just basically going to keep turning that money. Turn you know zero into whatever you sell your first item for 20 bucks turn out 20 bucks into 40 bucks and you just keep rolling it so you don't need money but if you have it i mean so give me give me a limitation here right so somebody that never never resold in their life like how much money if you said hey you know you're going to take me under your wing how much and you said hey mike you need to have a little money i'll take you under my wing you know, we'll get you rocking and rolling on eBay. What do you think would be a good amount? You know, if you just said, is this something you wanted to try and you had, you know, maybe side money, like how much would you, how much do you think you should start with?
1: Well, I need to know what I'm dealing with. Am I dealing with a homeless person, a college kid, or somebody who has a day job?
0: We'll say uh, you're dealing with somebody that has never resold on eBay before. Um, They understand how things work. Uh they have a, we'll say they have a full-time job because most people do this to try to figure out a way to get out of their job. So they have a full-time job and you know, maybe they just have some money sitting around, like how much you think they would need, and they're gonna sell everything, right? They're not niching you know, niching down because they're just starting, right? So you're just looking to flip anything you can. We're not talking down anything specific, just you know, hey. In that
1: scenario, I would assume they would have a couple of things already. They would probably have a cell phone. So
0: yep, yep, yep. You got they got all they the have basics. a
1: computer. They have yep. the basics, right? I would say two hundred fifty dollars or less. Maybe even you could you could even do it probably with a hundred, but two fifty would be a comfortable number, I would think. If that's enough to. Well, I I don't have the boxes, and I don't I don't know not to use the USPS free boxes, which is a whole other thing yet. So I'm gonna go buy some boxes, maybe some bubble wrap, some tape, maybe a scale, um, printer. Rolo print. Well, if they are, they already have a computer, so I am going to assume they already have a printer too. So they don't need a fancy Rolo print no, no. or a Dymo printer yet. Um, I think that, I, then, think that
0: I think that's good. good. Two hundred and fifty. I think that's kind of right where I was at. You know, like yeah. uh I made a video many, 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 probably over a year ago on on YouTube about how much money you needed to start selling books on Amazon, and I think I might even said two hundred and fifty, which is weird. it might I know it wasn't more than two hundred and fifty because you really don't need that much to start, right? I mean. You kind of get more just...
1: wrap, tape and <clears throat> boxes and then if you're gonna go buy something money for that. but if, like in this scenario we're, we're dealing with stuff in our home already, right? Yeah, so it's probably less than two fifty if you're doing stuff that's at your house already. Probably two fifty if you're gonna go out and source to start
0: yeah, I, I think uh, definitely two fifty would be well well over what you would need even if you're going out to to source. I mean,
1: you I mean, that's part of your gas tank to go over You're going too, right? the two fifty
0: yeah that is true so it's it's almost as if you have to take things into consideration when you're starting right so it's uh i think the biggest thing another thing when you're getting started is it's 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 going to take time right you can't expect i know what we everybody sees the videos are everywhere tiktok you know instagram youtube people basically you know, they walk into any store and they come out with a cart full of stuff and, you know, all of a sudden they're rich. So um you have to realize it, it's different here. So a lot of the stuff you see is, is Amazon related. eBay's kind of a different beast, right? So uh, just a little bit of diving into eBay. So everybody's, you know, when you sign up for eBay, you have like stores, right? So you can sign up for different eBay stores. It's basically like, you know, you you know more about stores than I do. I I personally don't have an eBay store on my account, and I list one item every day. Um, and I don't have an eBay store. So somebody that was just starting out, you, like, they see an eBay store and they're like, "Oh my God, you know, I get all these free listings and that." Like, do you think that's a necessity? Give, give me your rundown here. You're already shaking your head. Like, you don't need no eBay store.
1: You don't need eBay. You need an eBay store when you got 80 or more items. And I would say once you're at 50, you can go ahead and pull the trigger on it because odds are if you made it to 50, you're going to make it to 80 pretty easily. But you got to account for the subscription paying for itself in in those free listings they give you. So unless you got 80 exactly, it doesn't pay for itself. So you need at least 80. Like I said, if you've already done 50 listings, you're going to make it to 80 listings. So I would just go ahead and pull the trigger at fifty, and also fifty is an easier number to remember.
0: So uh, I have well over fifty listings. So I'm <coughs> losing out by not having an eBay store. Is that what you're telling me?
1: Yeah, because when it auto relist, you're gonna get charged again if you have auto relist on.
0: I would assume I do. So hey, listen, see, that's why I said he's the eBay expert, not me. So I should. Ha- I think the starter store is only four ninety nine, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't what, know how many what, items do you have. I don't, I don't know if you tell me I, how many items you have.
0: I only have, I think, 170. I only have 170 items currently listed.
1: Yeah, I would go ahead and pull the uh, trigger on the – you could do the $5, but I don't know what your eBay plans are. You could go ahead at the number you said, the 180. You could theoretically go to the next tier up, and I would stay at that tier for a while and when you start
0: out on eBay right they don't they kind of limit of how much you can sell in a month and how many items you can list because you're a new seller correct
1: right i think it's 10 at least it was when i started they they you get to 10 you got to sell a couple things and then you either got to press the buttons to request more or call in i always advise calling in cuz dealing with a human's a lot better than dealing with a robot at least i think so
0: and eBay does have actual support where you can actually speak to another human being unlike maybe the other platform we're going to talk about a little bit later. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, well, let me
1: throw it back at you. How many, how many listings on Amazon do you need before you get that Amazon store subscription?
0: I, all right. So this is a good topic because I actually thought about this today before the call. Right. So I always said like, you really don't need a pro account right away. Right. Because you know, you're not making those no sales, but, believe it or not, I changed my opinion today after a little bit of soul searching and uh, thinking about it is that um, you can't even be in the process of becoming buy box eligible until you have a professional account.
1: Oh, that's a game changer. Okay.
0: Yes. Okay. Nico, the cat is here.
1: Calls like in trouble. Star. There we yeah.
0: go. It's getting close to their feet in time. So they're swarming, but uh, yeah, no, so that, that's kinda... the, that's
1: a perfect point. Like, If my goal is to be buy box eligible, let's just get it going. Right. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So with eBay, you know, you're going to need your basic supplies. Like you said, your tape, your boxes, your poly bags, stuff like that. Um, So the cost is really minimal. Right. And a lot of people even go to stores and get boxes for free. And there's different ways you could be cheap starting out. That'll change as you grow your business. But the, the, the entry to eBay is there. There really is no entry, right? You can sign up today. We can go create a new account today. You know, you want to fill out your basic stuff. You want to have a picture, you know. eBay is heavily driven by feedback from, you know, purchases you make and sales you make. So that that has a lot to do with the account. It also does on Amazon, but eBay, you know, it's more frequent, right? eBay is pushing this feedback every single transaction. So you want to make sure starting out that you're doing things the right way, right? You want to pack something, you know, the way you would expect to receive a package, right? We're not packing stuff in Frosted Flake boxes or, you know, Quaker Oat tins or anything like that. You know, we want to have at least some kind of, you know, usable packaging. I'm not saying everything has to be new. Um, Personally, I use a lot of my Amazon boxes that I get from Returns uh to pack up books and everything like that for eBay. So I do reuse supplies and I know it's kind of like, I don't know. We're using supplies now. It's like, it's like a touchy subject, right? So like I, I, you're shaking your head. Yeah. You're shaking your head. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. It's, it's, Captain I, planet
1: I, recycle, man.
0: <laughs> I, I agree, but it's become like one of those things, like where people almost expect like a new, you know, their used item in a new box, right? Cause most of the stuff you sell on eBay is going to be used. So, um, and that's another thing, right. With eBay, you know, I'd be curious to see how much, maybe, you know, maybe you have a roundabout, what percentage of items sold on eBay are actually used versus new?
1: Ooh, I would say a vast majority are used. I mean, it would have been different years ago when the store chains didn't come into eBay because there are legit store chains like Nike and Reebok. They got an eBay account. Um, but I would say today it's still primarily used items. But even be- before then, like eighty percent used items. To be honest. So so uh, so we were talking about you know kind of niching
0: down and kind of figuring out what works best for you. You know, uh, I'm heavily into books. You're you're the same way with the media. But starting out, I don't think it's as important. And I almost would, you know, kind of be against being so super niche down starting out because it kind of takes a lot of the excitement out of starting a reselling business, right? So when when we you know when I walk into a thrift store. I'm looking for media, right? And, you know, everything else is kind of my blinders are on. I don't even care if there's, you know, a pair of Nike sneaks sitting over there or anything well, What's like in that. the glass
1: counter? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, like, I think starting out, not being niche down is good. Like, yeah, there's a certain point, right, where you have to niche down because it becomes too much. But I think starting out, just kind of, you know, Seeing what you can flip for a dollar is the way to go because that's where all the excitement is. That's why people even want to start doing this because just the thought of walking in and you know, finding a vintage shirt for you know three bucks and selling it for 150, like that's that's the thrill of the game, right? And kind of when you're looking for everything, that's how you find your niche, right? That's that's, that's what I was like, gonna
1: say the second bullet point is you don't know what you like yet. Yeah. I didn't know I would be gung ho about books. Books are heavy, by the way. But I like listing books a heck of a lot better than I do like listing clothing. I can tell you that.
0: Oh, yeah. And I I guess the biggest appeal to me, right, this is going to make me sound so greedy, is that I like books because the ROI is just through the roof, right? I mean, we can make so many mistakes even buying stuff. Like, I could go out for a whole month and buy stuff that won't sell, and it will not really affect my bottom line wow. at the end of the day. Wow. You know, maybe it'll be 400 500 bucks versus if we were doing if we were in a different niche, you know, it could be, you know, $5,000. So I, th- I think that's good, right? You get you, you don't even know what you like doing, right? You know? Or, you know, what interests you in the selling world. It's not necessarily what you like. It's like what interests you, right? I I'm not a big reader. Yeah, I sell you know, thousands and thousands of books a year and I maybe read five books a year, right? So it's not that books interest me. I just think the model is best and the easiest for what I'm trying to basically achieve, right? But it's different for everybody. Like if I was super into like vintage clothes and sneaks, like I would 100%, you know, maybe go that route because it's something that, you're going to be more motivated to do it because you're out finding stuff. You're like, oh, this is dope, right? Like, oh, this is something I would wear. Like, oh, I might keep this one for myself because that that's really it, you know? Like, I rarely find a book where I'm like, oh, I'm going to keep it for myself. <laughs> it's like one in a million, and I scanned thousands of them every month. So I, I think niching down is like kind of kind of not, not really a focus when you first start out.
1: I'll tell you what I really enjoy about books. This is going to make me sound super, super creepy, and we're never going to get any subscribers again. (laughs) But I love reading the notes that people stick in there or what they write in inside the inside cover, the dedications and stuff. Because I guarantee you, especially if I get it from a state sale, odds are that person has passed on. Besides me and the mortician, I'm the last person to get any idea of what kind of person this was. And I don't know, I feel kind of honored or privileged when I get to have those small little moments, especially if it's something long and written, like, it cost me five bucks, but this is so interesting, whatever. And but no, I, I do like that aspect of it. I mean, it's it, not every time I see that stuff, but every once in a while, I'm like, okay, this is why I do it. This is a little bit of why I do it.
0: I mean, you just, this is like a perfect segue, right? People are going to think this is like stage now, right? Because it, on that topic, I uh, I was out this week and I, I seen a Narconic narcotics anonymous book, right? Yeah. it's kind of like the alcoholic anonymous books. You know, some of the older editions can go for lots like and money. lots of money. Um, but I opened it up and guess what? It was to some guy named Mike. So the whole little paragraph said, Hey Mike, you know, I hope you're doing good. I hope you can stay clean and everything like that. So that's like, that's so weird. Right? That's like, that's like one of your things. And when I read it, I'm like, man, this, maybe this is me and like, you know, an old An alternate marvel dimension i have those thoughts too like this could have been me yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i get you i get you
0: so anyway i thought i was the
1: only one i never said anything about it before we're
0: we're way off the rails right so back to starting on ebay 250 (laughs) bucks if you have it if not you know maybe you have an extra ipad laying around sell that you know take that 200 bucks and kind of just start from there right you don't have to go crazy you don't need to go to a thrift store and spend hundreds of dollars um give me give us some newbie tips for ebay right i'm going to the thrift store for the first time give me like uh maybe your three best tips and maybe i maybe if you don't choose mine i'll, I'll drop a few in there
1: what's my goal here to make money or or what make my life easy or what <laughs> oh ebay money ebay
0: see look this guy's making ebay sales as we're talking about ebay this i mean yet again <laughs> they're gonna think this is scripted like he's got a button over there he's hitting a little soundboard. Um, so, so, so basically, this is uh somebody brand new to resell, and they want to make money, and yeah. they're and they're they're preparing to go out for their first time to sell stuff on eBay. I,
1: but what are your three tips? My three tips would be walk around the entirety of wherever you're going, so you can see what you're interested in, just as a for a visual thing, and then after you've done that, go back and grab. Put everything you're interested in into a cart. So you can you can walk around with your cart, put everything you're interested in a cart, and then pull it over to the side. With your phone, you have the technology. Before you buy a single thing, look it up. You, you may think it's valuable, but I could tell you when I first started, I was wrong way more than I'm right. Now that I'm a little bit more seasoned, I'm more right than I am wrong. Um, often than not. But I'm still wrong occasionally. I am. Um, I'm not perfect. And then I would say, look for what's, go back around and look for what's sealed. Um, Still in plastic shrink wrap would be my second point. Um, If just make a second pass off that first one. You might've missed it, to be fair. They might've brought something out while you were on the other side of the store. Um, And my last one, so lap around pick up what you're interested in lap around pick up what was sealed or look kind of newish and then third one is go find the manager and say hey i got a cart full of stuff give me a little bit of a discount save yourself some money off that 250 you came in the store with so those would be my three tips
0: and uh 100 percent with that last one uh relationships go a long way so listen you go into a goodwill or a salvation army you know the manager route you know isn't going to work 98% of the time. Right. But, you know, you go into a smaller mom and pop thrift stores where, you know, starting out, you find a local thrift store, right. You you don't want to be going and paying up at the goodwill when you can go to a local thrift store where you know, they have clothes for a dollar a piece. I go to them all the time. Every week I go to a different one and their prices can't be beat. And the quality of stuff is just better. Um, but that's definitely, you know, have that relationship, you know, yeah, this is your first time out there. But if this is something you continue with, imagine if you have that relationship, like, hey, you know, you're you're the vintage tea person, you know, you're, you're the sneaker girl. And now when they get sneakers in, they know, hey, let me call, let me, let me text or call you and let you know we have, you know, sneakers in and we'll let you take a look at them before they get out. So
1: do not get mad at them when they say, no, you may not have a discount because they may say no, like Mike was saying, nine out of 10 times, but time number 10, they cut you a deal and you're going to be better for it
0: oh yeah and in my personal experience i i've asked you know i've asked for backroom access you know multiple times and i have none i have zero i got zero backrooms that i can attest to but people you know on the weekly zoom calls and in the discord they have you know basically a whole district of you know thrift stores that they have backroom access to they can walk in say hey I'm here and you go right into the back room and you get the stuff before it even hits the floor. So relationship building right from the beginning is that's probably, you know, that's probably one of the bigger ones. And I like the idea of walking around the whole store, right? You don't want to kind of just narrow yourself down. Sure, right? If I go in and I'm brand new, you know, just being a guy, I'm really not interested in going to look at the, the women's skirts. But maybe I go down that aisle and say, hey, I know. You know, Coach, uh, Lulu, Lemon, and you know some bigger brands. So you know if you see that Louis tag, Vuitton, look at that. Ex- yeah. Exactly. So we all kind of know what the bigger hit brands are, right? So you don't have to necessarily be, you know, a woman to, you know, look at look at skirts and flip, you know, women's shoes or anything like that, and vice versa, right? You don't gotta be be a man to, you know, know you know, different things like, you know, basketball sneakers for men or something like that. So I think that's a good point, you know? And I, and I think the one thing you hit on is download the eBay app on your phone. It's a necessity, right? I mean, the second you decide you're doing this, download the eBay app, it's free. Um, and when you're your looking at one
1: tool, it's a computer in your pocket, use it.
0: So like one, one of the biggest pet peeves, right. Is, uh, when, you, when people are out garage selling and they say, Hey, Johnny, uh, you want this for $5, but I've seen on eBay, somebody selling it for $300. So you combat that by anybody can price anything for any price on eBay, right? We could be selling the same thing, me and you. I'm priced at 10, you're priced at 10,000. So people- I sell when... every day. Exactly. So when people, when when you hear that, people aren't looking at the sold listings, right? The sold listings is the most important thing when you got a cart full of stuff that you're looking up before you buy it, in my opinion, because you want to make sure the stuff is selling. We're not going to buy stuff that has no sold comps and, you know, 50 of them are listed. If there's more than two or three listed and there's no sold comps, I personally for me, I'm not touching it. With media, it's a little different because there's a lot of long tail items that will take time. But if you're just starting out, you want to be turning your money a little bit quicker. So you want to be looking for stuff that actually has a sell through on it. And you know, find out that ratio that works best for you. Go ahead. You, you look like you got. Something. I'm
1: going to pick on you a little bit. Let's pick say you were a new reseller, and somebody offered you a box full of fifty books. They're all by Nora Roberts. You did not know about Nora Roberts yet. Would you buy it? It it depends on the price. Fifty dollars, fifty books, written by Nora Roberts.
0: Do I get the Do I get to look it up on eBay? No, you don't. I would. You would buy it, okay? I probably would. And my because... point
1: being is, me and Mike now know if we had took the time to look it up, not to buy it.
0: Yeah, but starting out, you would think, you know, what's the worst that can happen here, right? You got yeah, 50... it's a
1: deal, fifty bucks, fifty dollars.
0: Same it's author, right? So you know, like worst comes the worst. Maybe right. there, maybe it's a set. You know, maybe maybe we can lot them up. But in actuality, Noah Roberts ain't worth its weight, you know, in aluminum foil. So it's um,
1: it's I, definitely... I, yeah, with, with the technology, I would. Then know to pass if I was new, but knowing what I know now, I would avoid it like the plague. No offense, Nora Roberts. If you're watching this, please subscribe. And with the
0: uh, and with the eBay app, you can scan barcodes, right? So Johnny was talking about grabbing everything that's new. You can filter by condition. They've kind of, you know, it's foolproof, right? You can go in and search for anything, cheapest price, ending soonest. Um, personally, I'm not a big fan of auctions on eBay, but that's a little bit more in depth because you're just starting out, right? So you're just looking for the basics here, but you want to look everything up before you buy. You're not buying your car of stuff and then looking it up while you're, you know, three days from now, when you decide to list it, you want to make sure what you're buying is, is going to sell and you're going to make money on it, which, you know, brings you into the next thing of, you know, so what's the baseline for fees, right? Give me, give me a roundabout of how much you're going to, a percentage for fees you're going to pay on eBay with any sale. What is it like 13?
1: As far no, no, it's much higher than that now. It's 14 and change percent. And that's if you don't promote it. Um so you, add in whatever percent there. I say you're gonna take home about half, maybe sixty percent of what you're gonna sell it for.
0: So so there you go. So that's kind of a good a good reference point because different different things you find, you know, and different price points. The more expensive stuff, you know, if you're gonna spend fifty, you want to probably make at least, I would probably say minimum twenty-five dollars on it. Um, for me, I can be, I'm a lot more greedy with ROI because I sell media and it's a lot higher, but you know, I, I understand people that pay for, you know, more desirable, higher price items. And the ROI is a lot less, but you want to make sure you're just taking that, you know, for, we'll say 15% into consideration when you're looking at a sold item, right? So you want to make sure after fees and everything, you're still going to make money. You don't want to be breaking even or even losing money because a lot of people do that because they just think, you know, you see that sale number, that's how much you get. That's, you know, that you got to take your fees, your shipping, all that, all the back end stuff out of that, your time. You got to value your time as well, because that's kind of, you know, people forget about that. Your time is the most valuable thing we have. So. I think starting out on eBay, we kind of covered it, right? So you want to, you know, basically have the app. Uh, You don't need any money, but if you were to start, maybe 250 bucks, sell stuff around your house, um, and just be willing to sell anything, right? Walk in a thrift store, look at everything, you know, stuff that interests you, looks different, look it up. You can look anything up on eBay. Um, I'd be surprised if you can walk in a thrift store. And if, you, if, if something has a name on it and you look it up, I'd be surprised if you could find more than 10 items that just don't show up on eBay. Literally everything is listed on eBay that you can think of in a thrift store. I mean, every single brand, every weird knickknack from any place in the world, you can probably look up. And um, I'm not sure how fine you are of the eBay take a picture and, it's, and it looks for items that have that same picture, right? So you can scan the barcode or you can take a picture of the item I've used it. It's not perfect, right? It's like you're taking a picture of something so you're gonna have the background in it and everything. But I have had it work for me where it was just some weird you know little figurine on the shelf and I took a picture of it and it'll pop up you know at least at least you'll see the same kind of items so you have some kind of reference point.
1: right. And if you're you're trying to do Amazon and eBay at the same time, I would pick one first of all, I'd pick one, master one before moving to the other. Um, doesn't matter which one you go with, because you're reseller at the end of the day. But that being aside, if you do decide to do both at the same time, look them up on both apps. There's some stuff that's more valuable on Amazon than it is on eBay, and the other way around. There's some stuff on eBay that's way more valuable than it'll ever be on Amazon.
0: Yep, I agree. All right, so I mean that's your basic with eBay, right? You can start with nothing and then build it off from there. So now we're going to switch gears into the the mighty, mighty beast of Amazon that's like, you know, everybody, you know, eBay is a lot more work than Amazon, no matter how you look at it. Um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Because there's a market and there's a customer on each platform. So starting out on Amazon, we were talking, we kind of hit on it a little bit. So you have to create an account. Now this isn't like eBay, right? You can't just sign up today and start selling today. Uh, Amazon used to be able to do that. When I signed up, you know, four or five years ago, you could sign up and start selling right away. But now as a new seller, there's a lot of more hoops they make you kind of jump through. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Resellers Mindset Podcast. Today's full episode and all previous episodes are available to all YouTube members along with the weekly Zoom call and private Discord. Head on over to YouTube.com backslash to use guy and consider joining for as little as $2.99 a month.